0: in front oh, focus oh focus in. In.
1: Good evening everybody. I shouldn't say good evening because who knows when people are listening to this, if anybody (laughs) Hello everybody and welcome to another installment of Fogies and Films, where we get together and we talk about a movie that we've all watched over the last week, two weeks, sometimes three weeks, um, as suggested by one of the members of our group. And um, we like to just talk a little bit about it. We'll give it a rating and we like to play a little game each week with the movie, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, but we'd like to get things kicked off with having this week's uh, movie selector give us a little bit of a synopsis and then kicking us off on the actual discussion of the movie. So Takia, I will hand it over to you to lead us through the discussion. Okay. All
2: right, and then um, I have some notes here as well if I see my eyes. Okay. Um, All right, uh, this week's, uh, well, this, uh, this movie, the movie at this time was the kindergarten teacher. And um, of, I'll give a little recap on what the movie was about. And I'm sorry, we might hear a background noise. I can okay. yeah. <laughs> I might be, be having to do what you call multitask here. So he starts to act up now. Come on. All right. Um, so basically, what the movie was about, um, there's a statin, a teacher that lived on Staten Island in New York, and uh, she lives this kind of mundane existence. And um, let's say mundane, like her, she has a husband that's kind of not, can you guys hear me? I'm sorry. Can you start... Yeah,
1: we can, can hear you fine. Uh, Cam just wants um, to participate.
2: Yeah. yeah. There's Maybe this, he likes it too. <laughs> this Kind of boring mundane existence. She wishes was, was, that there was more happening in her life artistically. Um, she wants to be close to her kids. And she was just that kind of. that They were more passionate and caring about thing about the extra artistic side of life, you know. Um, what, instead of their phones and their friends, she was she was just that they were care about more about things. And then, um, she attends this poetry class, and uh, and she was the teacher was trying to bring out, bring. All right, so basically, um, yeah, she tends this poetry class, and um, she feels like her poetry's not as creative as everybody else's and so this is some of the things that are happening in life right now um and one day she hears her kindergarten student he's reciting this poetry like a like like he's a prodigy and she's instantly you know um interested and excited excites her something to look gives her something to look forward to and she's now she wants to she says she wants to nourish nurture his talent and um See what starts out as her wanting to nurture her student's talent uh, becomes kind of an obsession. So she would kind of venture to the dark side of things, and she starts deceiving her family and his and his father. Like she lies uh, to his father to, um, you know, about baseball practice, so he could she could take him to a poetry reading, adult poetry reading. Yeah, and he also starts um, taking her his poem his. Little poems that he recites uh, verbatim and presents presents them in her, in her class as his as her own sorry as her own and a teacher and everyone thinks that those are her, her poems which they're not. Um, she also gives the, the child her phone number and wants him to call her when she has, he, he has a new poem he, he comes up comes up in his head and things just start kind of going downward from there. Okay, um, and then the last straw with her with his dad was when she um kept them overnight after the poetry reading and then he, he takes the child out of her takes the boy out of her class and then that's where she gets she kind of goes overboard she takes him to a motel uh in uh, up north and has plans to um take him over the border to canada so she could so he could be recognized for his talent for his poetry okay um and then that's where he calls nine one one. She under, under, underestimates him. He calls he calls nine one one and um, realizes that that he's, he's being kidnapped. He knows he's, he knows he things. He knows he thinks even at age five. Okay. Um, she basically wants the best for Jimmy, this little boy. But the her desire for creativity and artistic expression is brings out these dark this dark impulse this dark impulsiveness within her. And that's why she starts doing all these crazy things. And then I wanted to open up with um, I have notes here. Um, do you think Do you think this is a This movie was um, involved someone that was had an, a a stream obsession, or was she already mentally unstable to start with, start out with? Um, so I guess maybe I'll open up with like, what do you guys think? Obsessions. Or mentally unstable, so whoever wants to take that
0: on. Is obsession over here? Over here, what? I'm pointing at the right side of the video. Is this obsession? I, I go for obsession. <laughs> okay. I don't think she is mentally unstable. I think okay. it, it was a snowball of transgressive behaviors, and uh, and and I think she didn't. I think she ended up in a place that she didn't expect.
3: Okay. I think she was having- a major major midlife crisis yeah yeah all the things between having the affair or sleeping with her teacher and she sort of regrets i guess or the way that she raised her i mean it was her she raised her children like she didn't she wanted them to be a certain way and they weren't and they were kind of growing up and then her husband was kind of a boring
1: yeah doofus. <laughs> I mean I feel like the stuff that was going on in her life though happens to a lot of people like her in that age yeah. I mean children these days that's what they're like unfortunately you know they're all about their friends and their phones and everything she hated them doing is what teenagers do today um yeah. you know being kind of in the career that she's doing and feeling like kind of creatively uh stuck and you know, trying to take classes on her own, but also feeling like she's not quite as good as everybody else. A lot of people go through that. Um, it's just she kind of channeled that all in a very not productive way when she saw this glimmer, shining star, you know, of hope that she's got in her class that turned into to answer your question, Tia, an obsession. Um, I don't think it was, yeah, mental. Mm-hmm. issue or mental like disease or anything she had i think she just to shelly's point had that midlife crisis she kind of snapped in a way and just had this dark obsession that just i think eric did you say snowballed or is it takia somebody said snowballed and, yeah. and it started off little bits where you're like oh that's probably not the best thing to do and then it kind of got a little worse and you're like yeah oh, now she's oh wait well, and then eventually yeah. her kidnapping <laughs> um, so the snowball effect got way yeah. too uh, far out there. I think spiraled out of control
2: with her. Yeah. yeah. It's it's been like
1: I don't think she meant it to go as far as it did, but in order to keep her grasp on this child and a grasp on the life she wants, she just kept on going, kept on going, kept on going before realizing, oh, I went way too far. Otherwise, why would she tell the kid the address of the hotel and the name of the hotel? Yeah. Be like, oh, I did something.
4: Yeah. Does Ruth agree? Yeah, I also felt like um at first I really liked how much she wanted to help Jimmy with like how talented he was. And I think also like y'all were saying about her kids, I think she kind of wanted to live vicariously through that being her own child again because she wants to like set him on a straight and narrow of what she thinks they should that he should be into like more artistic, like how the yeah, how the kids or just sport and technology. And she feels like maybe this is a redo with what I can do with this kid, which I wish my kids were like, so I think it was definitely an obsession, which started somewhat healthy, but then it just got way out of control and like snowballed. Like you said, Eric.
0: Can I, can I just say that? So Ruth just said that uh, you said that you liked uh, how supportive she was being of him in the beginning. I just want to say, I hated her. I hated her the entire movie until the very last scene. Never (laughs) liked her something about the way that she would talk to people in this contrived and condescending way. Uh, She, her desperation was palpable. It was like, it was a real turnoff. It's like, if you ever met somebody who who you can tell just it's wafting off of them, how desperate they are. It's a big turnoff. Um, And she was projecting a lot of her own bullshit onto other people. And actually um, on the subject of her children, her children are great. Like, she's expecting a little much of them. Apparently they do really well in school. Even the kid who was not so great in school, really, really put his nose to the grindstone and got better. And they're making plans for themselves. It's not that they're not living good lives or they're not smart or interesting or creative people, but she like too many parents is looking for them to be what she wasn't, to be like a replacement. She wants to live vicariously through them. So she essentially wants them to become whoever she imagined she would be when she was young but they're being their themselves and if that's not fair well
1: and to Ruth's point then building on that like Ruth you said so she then sees this child as that redo she right. can live vicariously now through this child this is the kid that I wanted this is the kid that can just whip up poetry like that like I never could so I'm gonna and she not even live vicariously through him she stole his poetry as if
0: it was her own yeah yeah I thought it was impressive, though, that she admitted publicly. I mean, no one even forced her to. She she decided to admit publicly that it wasn't hers by having him do the reading. Yeah. I, I There was a point where I thought, is she just going to have him practice it so she can learn the beats or something and then just not invite him to the reading? Uh, Because it seemed like she was really trying to steal entirely from him. But the fact that she had him do it instead, I thought that was interesting. She really did want to... um. To make sure everyone knew that he was the one doing it.
4: Yeah.
1: Um. The the okay. thing and yeah, because when she went to the poetry reading with him, I was a I was surprised that she wasn't taking that credit. Um, and I they even showed the teacher kind of like looking like, wait, this is the kids' poetry, like she passed it off as her own. So I was also a little surprised she never gave him a heads up or admitted to him like. <laughs> She just kind of went there with this kid and it's like oh yeah by the way these are his poems
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. and just i laughed i laughed when to kia when, T- when you were giving your synopsis i laughed when you said adult poetry reading
2: because yeah.
0: it wasn't yeah. really like an adult poetry reading but then i immediately flashed back to that scene where that first performer says pussy yeah. and they do yeah. <laughs> a picture of the kid's face like that's probably the first time you heard that word i was like i yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> be there for and that he that. probably shouldn't be there no. <laughs> yeah
2: that's and it was more for
4: like a mature
1: audience but that that's why, was, that's why I was getting yeah No, yeah. yeah. so, no, it definitely wasn't adult poetry reading
4: yeah I would say yeah it also got progressively like I feel like at first she was trying to help him and at first I felt like it wasn't it was kind of weird but it wasn't that weird and then of course it gets weirder like why do you take the child aside and talk to him in the bathroom like yeah. Yeah. there, was, there you know, were a the lot relationship of
0: relationship got weird
1: i mean yeah, different there were stuff a lot like of that. odd moments where you i felt uncomfortable
0: with like you like
4: shouldn't there was do some, that with a child like i mean come on there was one moment where
0: she bribed him with chocolate she had a piece of drink she says come with me with the chocolate and i'm like oh my god you're bribing him now to come with you it's yeah. really it's and, like grooming for abuse and taking his cell phone and putting
1: her phone oh. over in and saying oh i'm gonna put my real name in there for you and whenever you want and then like as, and, and you the, know
0: why she's doing it, right? Because she knows if anyone looks
1: in his phone, she doesn't want, want to know it's her, turn. that it's the teacher. But It was really creepy, at least for me, when like, it
0: was at night and she called him. And he's like, why are you calling me? Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the what the fuck moments <laughs> for me. There were a couple yeah. of moments, but when she called him, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, she's calling him? That yeah. is incredibly inappropriate. <laughs> now <And laughs> yeah.
3: she gets his Danny fired, who's nice enough, who he likes. and
1: oh and her reaction when he
0: admitted who the poem was about oh
2: yeah that's the part
0: yeah i love that moment because i wanted to talk about that one because you can tell that she she's been hoping her the 20 years she spent as a kindergarten teacher that she's been a sort of like inspiration for children who've gone on to do other things and she's probably was hoping this whole time that you know, her student is naturally challenged, talented, but she's the inspiration. She's why he will do better. And then to find out that he didn't write that beautiful poem even about her, it was about the, the TA. Yeah. And obviously, it wasn't clear up until then, but she obviously had been holding on to this torch that it was about her somehow. Yeah. That yeah. he was recognizing her as a source of light and inspiration. But it wasn't. She's not even because she's, she's one of those people that doesn't really have talent herself. So they want to surround themselves with people who have talent. They want to be near that light, even to like use it or abuse it for their own ends. And she, so then she finds out not only does she not have talent, but she's not even the inspiration for talent. She's not even a muse to anybody. No, no, she doesn't inspire anybody to do anything.
1: (laughs) I thought that at some point she was going to go and try to get that TA fired because of it. I, mean, well, I thought she the got, TA
0: was going to report her, but...
2: I thought so, too.
1: I did think yeah. that as well when she kept on noticing her taking the boy to the bathroom alone, waking him up to take him outside. And it's like, yeah. this is all very inappropriate at school. And I kind of think the TA should have reported it. Yeah. Um, and the kid got removed from the
0: class before she had a chance.
1: Yeah, true. Um, and then the whole like backstory dynamic of his actual family was weird with the uncle and then the actual father and then the father just kind of thinking it was weird that the uncle was saying talking to the teacher i don't know it was just this weird backstory they added in that i don't know how how that bit fit as much as i understand the father that's too busy doesn't really know his kid just like let the kid just do, do his schoolwork i don't care about the artsy stuff and you know and then so- we
0: well through that we also find out that the father you know he's a busy he's a businessman he doesn't necessarily respect this kind of thing as much and then we hear him talk about his own brother so then we really find out how he feels about people who choose a creative right. path which yeah. of course tells uh uh ms lisa that's definitely he's not in a home situation that's going to support this so i that that probably really solidified her need to steal him <laughs> from this
1: so at what but- at one point when they went to the lake after she kidnapped him and they went to the lake, I had all, the, I, I didn't know where the story was going to go. And I thought the boy was going to drown. Like wow. I, I i was thinking yeah, something bad is going to happen and this kid is not going to make it out. Like I it never went oh. into my mind. Like she was like literally kidnapping, kidnapping, like going to a hotel to stay. Like I thought she was going to take him to the lake and her plan was then bring him back and say, don't yeah. tell anybody, this is our little trip.
0: Oh no, yeah, I totally I, I i couldn't believe it. My mind was blown when she actually took him from that playground. I was like, crap, she has crossed the line. It felt yep. like a jump too. I was like, I cannot believe she jumped from what she was doing before to actually kidnapping a kid. And she knew yeah. she was doing it. Yeah.
4: Because- and because she um followed she went to where the kid lives and waited till the dad took the kid to the school, like yeah. you So then she knew where he was so she could, yeah, so she could get him. She it was really uh,
0: premeditated
3: job if i had taken one of my students home <laughs> to spend the night
0: oh, yeah. oh my god i mean that's technically kidnapping right there yeah she, she just kind of got away with it because the father yeah. didn't want to make a mess and he just moved him <laughs> to a different school but
1: you would think the school would have asked why are you moving him and he would have said because your teacher
0: is crazy, crazy. It, it sucks for the poor kid because he probably had friends and stuff well in the love of his life the PA yeah, was there
3: whose dad would take him to soccer practice
0: yeah. yeah yeah. maybe they could still do it so um speaking of expecting things to go bad but but maybe it didn't happen or something i'm wondering i, I spent the entire movie convinced that at some point it was Ooh. going to be revealed that these weren't his poems that it was maybe uncles or something uh-huh. or just something he'd memorized uh-huh. and that it would be extremely embarrassing for maggie gyllenhaal's character uh-huh. to find out that she had Imbued this five-year-old with these powers of creative thought that just weren't there, um, and I actually thought that right until the end, until he was in the uh, cop car, and said, "I have a poem." And then I, and then for something about that, made me convinced that oh, these actually are his. Um, but it was also very sad because that moment um, illustrates that she wasn't wrong about the fact that no one else is really going to care as much mm-hmm. as her that that he's talented and that he might end up not doing anything with it and just getting swept under the rug by life
1: yeah but there's oh, you yeah. know a difference between nurturing the talent and kidnapping the kid
0: yeah
2: he might do something with it later on if he's older you never know, you know? yeah she's,
0: she's just, making a lot of assumptions based on her own yeah. experience right yeah just yeah. because she didn't do anything with her life that she wanted to do past the age of 20 doesn't mean that This kid's not going to do it. She
1: she might have actually ruined his chances by telling the father the kid does this because maybe the father didn't even realize it. Now the father's like, You write poetry? No, poems are bad. Never write another poem. Whereas if she never told him, he would never have said anything, maybe. And the kid would just, yeah,
0: because Becca actually said that no one else knows he does it. Becca becca said he only does this when I'm around. Oh, yeah, his father probably didn't know. And obviously, his father has a bad attitude because of his brother.
1: Um, this is another example of one of like a movie that we've watched, where I just wish the movie went on maybe for 10 or 1520 more minutes just to see kind of the wrap up of like I wanted to see people's reactions to the fact that she kidnapped a kid or what her explanation was going to be to the cops like, you know, I just wanted to see that little bit more, you know, like, uh and In Ingrid Goes West, it's like she sees that she's like all of a sudden an Instagram star. You want to see that little bit extra of it, you know, mm-hmm. and like uh Clockwork Orange, you know, like, did he get, he get, you know, cured or did he not? Like, you want to see that just extra bit to see what actually happened. So this was kind of that same thing where right? I just wanted to see that little bit more.
0: It's funny because Ingrid goes west in this movie are kind of similar. Like yeah. they both feature women who kind of keep doing things where you're like, really? Like, is that your choice in this moment? <laughs> What's your end game here? And it I gets, found yeah, Ingrid
3: hands. so much more likable. Yes, I did too.
0: too. Yeah. I like I said, I hated her. I, agree. Time I
3: stand her. I hated her, and I just hated everything. Hate everything about her. I didn't like how she <laughs> treated. her her teenagers, like you were saying. And if she didn't like the way she raised them, then that's her own fault. But why does she I hated it when she yelled at her son for joining the army. He wanted to, or the Marines or whatever, he wanted to. He was excited about it, but it wasn't what she wanted. That bothered me so much. Um, I didn't like her relationship with her husband. I don't think she was very nice to him. And obviously, he had an affair.
0: I think she blames him maybe for her life.
3: But why could she not be happy with her? What, what her life, why could she not be happy with her life? Like she wanted to be a teacher. She was a teacher.
0: I think she was
3: upset that she didn't have what this creative outlet. She wasn't good at it.
0: The impression I got was, and I I have a, a theory, a controversial theory that this happens to a lot of people who end up as teachers is that they wanted to do something else, but teaching was the next best thing so that they could still be involved with what maybe they learned to do, you know, what they studied and what they were you know, passionate about. I feel like she may have just started teaching 20 years ago, expecting it to be temporary, or maybe she was planning to do other things. Maybe she got pregnant and said, well, I just need a regular job. And then before she knows it, 20 years go by and now she, maybe resents her husband just a little bit because he gave her those children and they started that life. Um, she resents her children because they didn't, and they didn't uh, break the cycle and do something different than she did. But <laughs> those feel, kinds of things. Well, so I feel like the teaching
1: teacher, thing. Well, I was gonna say, I feel like the teaching thing though, it, like in higher education, like you know if you're specialized in a certain field, but I feel like teachers like for kindergarten, like lower school teachers, you're doing it because you love children you want to help them grow and you know like that's kind of your passion at least for that I just don't think she had that passion or maybe she did when she first started and then just lost it but that's nobody else's fault except her own
0: well now, I didn't mean I to know. offend teachers so Shelly and Key, I know you're teachers if you have thoughts well, on
2: well,
3: Shelly had something that's true about to say go
0: ahead yeah, oh, yeah.
3: I, I Fahad said exactly what I was going to say. Maybe, maybe for higher teachers, but I, the the lower school teachers that I know and that my children have had, um, they love children. So maybe she was in the wrong job, but I don't think that might necessarily not be for the whole career.
0: Well, no, I didn't say for the whole career. I said some teachers.
3: Oh, oh okay. Um,
0: also, also to Eric.
2: Also, that could apply to anyone that goes to any type of job. They they might have had a, an aspiration to be maybe an actress or something. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And, um, they had a good nine to five. So they they go, you know, even like you know, a lawyer, a doctor. They may have, there's some that that are not happy doing that, but they want to make money and have a stable life, have a cushy job. Well, and then and some that that did, I did that. I what? <laughs> what? Well, I was, the one that went that went into making sandcastles. He wasn't happy being a doctor. He 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 made sandcastles for a living. Yeah, true story. story. But yeah, I'm just just saying that everyone doesn't, like like you said, that just teaches, but it could be any, any, any,
0: um,
2: yeah, yeah, so, and and particularly
0: for this woman, I heard that was probably the case.
1: And I I also have,
0: well, sorry, Fahad. I just wanted to, in case you're moving on, I just wanted to work this in. I also, well, I mean, this is partly because I have a very bad opinion of her, the character. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there were several scenes where I could, um, I felt like the point they were trying to make was that she originally started this job because since she couldn't do something that involved, she didn't have her own talent and she couldn't do something else with her life, she wanted to be in a position to sort of shape young minds and be there to nurture. So she's considered herself like a a fount of of whatever a fount of support and nourishment for children and there's specifically this one scene where she um she says you know she's just learned uh oh that jimmy got moved to a new school and she comes and she has the snack train she says snacks and then they show her standing there with the snacks held sort of like lower and all the kids come up and take it from her i feel like that shot is a metaphor for how she has uh, considered her job as a teacher, uh, but she doesn't really feel fulfilled by it the way that she thought she would.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, I think that's what it is. And I think it goes to like what Shelly was saying earlier that she's just really suffering from midlife crisis. Like Mm -hmm. she may have had this passion, she may have gone into it to help shape these young kids because she herself didn't have that. But at this point, she's just realizing nothing in her life is what she had wanted it to be. And it's all just piling up at once into this okay. midlife crisis. It's not only men that have midlife crises. For sure. It's Maggie Gyllenhaal's as well.
2: <laughs> Anybody have a favorite scene that uh, really was
1: like... I, 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 have, I have a scene that I, I liked and I did not like no. when she took this, the child into the bathroom.
4: Um, oh, yeah. I don't like that.
1: She took him into the bathroom locked the door. Cause I felt that's a very inappropriate situation to be in, but yeah. I really did like her lesson on perspective. Um, <laughs> I like that. She said, let's get down. And what do you see now? Look up. And oh, I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. to see things like, and you see differently. I was like, I've never actually thought of that that way. Like, if I literally yeah. just like get down and look up, I it's just I don't know. It was this weird like thing that just clicked in my head. I was like, oh, she just taught me.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I like that scene. Yeah.
4: How
2: about Ruth? We we are yeah, not
4: enough.
2: Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. And... Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry, Shelly, you were breaking up a bit.
4: Oh um, no! Go ahead, Ruth. All right. No, you go ahead. I was trying to think of. What's one I wanted to, to mention so you go ahead first. No I was just trying to think
3: how she could have helped him to become a poet without crossing so many lines and I was just thinking she could have given him some sort of recording or showed him how to record he had a phone yeah when you have a poem coming instead of having to rely on people to write it down he could have recorded it into his phone yeah
4: Nama. Nama, Nama, Nama. i hear elma <laughs>
2: sorry I that i know i i use that as someone watching him but he i homer's doing something else tonight so go ahead so
0: ruth did you have a favorite scene <laughs>
4: yeah. i'm trying to think because it was some of it well there are definitely creepy moments <laughs> Well, at first, I liked how, at first, I thought it was cool how she gives out the inspiration of what the kid, what the kid wrote in her poetry class. But at first, I was thinking, oh, that's great to get it out there. And I'm waiting for her to say the kid's name or that somebody, you know, waiting for either Jimmy or someone in her class. Then I'm thinking, why can't you give credit where credit, credit is due? I mean, I like the fact that it's got like, um, a big feel from everyone as opposed to her kind of everyone seeing how more mundane all her poetry is and stuff like that. I I think
0: she wanted to feel for the first time in her life, what it's like when people praise your work and think of you as talented. So she didn't say anything about, she didn't admit that it wasn't her. She was like, Oh, this feels good. Like she needed, she needed to feel that so bad.
4: Yeah. I was just hoping, well, I was thinking at first, I mean, of course it took me a little while to kind of get her, um, personality or craziness and I was just thinking but at first I thought well maybe she had enough integrity to actually you know what I mean but then I'm like well now she was got some issues so
0: <laughs> yeah so my my favorite
2: scene
0: I guess two of them where she finds out the poem is about the teacher's assistant
2: mm-hmm.
0: I thought that was really powerful but also the very final scene when she's uh, in the bathroom and she hears him lock the door that whole scene where she, she comes out and she says, you've locked the door. Can you unlock it? And then she hears him on the phone. It was, I thought it was very, very powerful. And that was the first time I liked her because she didn't try to talk her way out of it. She just, she suddenly realized that she had never been intended to hurt him. And, and obviously he's sort of telling her now you have, you have hurt me. I'm scared. And she didn't realize that. And she's very upset that she had done that. And she actually tries to help him, you know, fix it, you know, call the cops, tell them where I am and I don't have a weapon and all that. It's like, she knows Alfred it's inevitable. And I thought that was very, she finally like became a real person to me and yeah. in a, in a mature person to me. It's interesting about
2: that scene too. Was it like have kind of awakening of, I she, did she just realized pop, popping out of her, her fantasy naive world of what, you know, her yeah. thinking kid and all. She It's like, she came back down to reality. Oh my gosh, I cannot. What have I done? You know, so yeah. I, wonder, yeah. I wonder. Like you said, uh, maybe she wasn't crazy. Maybe she just went off the deep end. But how do you go that far, to deep end where you cannot? How like no rules and laws exist in the world. You can't just take a child. You can't just take them to a motel, to a beach, and spend a night. And kid does
0: that does that mean you, that you just that your opinion was she was mentally ill?
2: That's I, you know, I don't know. I. I I wonder, was there something going on, but maybe not full-on mental illness? Was, was there, was there, were, were the waters
4: murky there? She could I mean, have, like, some depression, too. I mean, yeah,
2: there's something there that, because, I mean, we, common people know rules and laws, you know? Mm-hmm. Person A is not going to do that, take, take their child somewhere and kidnap them. That's, that thing that was kidnapping. But in person B, her, she does all this. Like, so it's like, what was she thinking? Was she naive? Maybe? Well, man, a bit. Well,
0: Desperation desperation can make any person do anything, right? Yeah. I mean, there's people who've killed or done other terrible things that weren't bad people, but you put them in the wrong situation and they feel like they have no choice. And mm-hmm. I mean, we could debate whether or not she should have felt so desperate. I mean, her life was not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, th- that's a feeling on her part to to to, to, to end up feeling so desperate in that kind of life, that she had to do something so crazy. She that, that's definitely unnecessary. There are people who have it much worse and they don't kidnap or murder.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. The desperation part is what I guess what maybe <coughs> found in there. Like you said, why did she feel like she had to do, do all that? Was, oh, I'm so sorry. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're fine. Why does she feel like yeah, the why she feel like she had to do all this? Or so she could just maybe even take him to um Maybe let's if his dad wasn't gonna do anything, maybe had, They used to have as someone said earlier, have him have him record what he says and maybe save it for later as he gets older. If he wants yeah. to do something with that. Yeah. Okay. Um maybe encourage him to take some poetry club courses as he gets older as well. I mean, it's something she could have done. It been, this was way off the deep end. Like what was she what were you thinking there, you know? So. I
3: think she wanted to make it about herself. She wanted somehow to be involved, like yeah. intimately involved with it, like that. Yeah. So that it, she kind of—it was about her. Like, look, yeah. <laughs> look at. But
2: it was. She made it almost like sound normal. Oh, I was taking over to, to the border to Canada. Yeah. I, I just, I, I just, it was just like it was just like every day. Like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go mm-hmm. get a Pepsi. I'm gonna take it across the border. <laughs> so. it's there's naivety
0: naivety there. Is the- I, I think she felt like when that book came out and he was recognized as some sort of genius, she would be like his Bengali and it would make yeah. it all right. Every, every, she probably thought like, everyone will say that the means justified the ends as if I could just get him recognized by the world. <laughs> yeah. Which it wouldn't. I mean, people would still say, well, you kidnapped him. It doesn't matter. Right.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah
0: so can we talk about uh too many boobs in this movie i I don't (laughs) think the boobs were that necessary (laughs) why
1: i don't think think the see-through bra was necessary at all it it didn't i mean maybe it explained her character that that's her way of trying to spice up her own life that she feels is very mundane so in her mind the way to do that is to just constantly walk around in a see-through bra.
0: And then I wondered, did her brother watch this movie?
2: (laughs) And then I wondered,
0: because I've seen seen Jake Gyllenhaal in a movie where he is uh, fully nude from the back. And I thought, when you do a movie like that, can you ask the studio to make a version where they blur out the naughty stuff so that your family can watch it? Or do your family just have to watch the naughty bits?
1: (laughs) I think they just have to watch the naughty bits and just hopefully look away. Yeah. Oh, boy. When you're actors, like, I think Maggie Gillenall. I mean, I've never seen Secretary, but I'm assuming she was in certain I'm sure. uh, scenarios and positions that maybe a family member might feel uncomfortable watching. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that must be a weird thing for an actor, right? Yeah. Guess, my I mean, new yeah, movie's she... out and my boobs are all over yeah. it. <laughs> but, Eric, if anything, it had inspired you for the evening. That's right do you recognize my outfit <laughs> i got my teacher's pencil my chunky kindergarten teacher necklace Ooh. and i've got a bra that you can see my nipples through
4: i was gonna say why does she always do that
0: <laughs> And I got, my, I got my secret uh cigarettes as well
4: Dude, very sexy yes. she showed her teacher her boobs too what
2: <laughs> <laughs> about what about the uh, the poetry guy? We think about him. How he he was he. Mm-hmm. I, well, I was I was reading a little bit of synopsis a, a bit as well, and he, it seemed like he was just uh, in love in love with her, or like having you know sleeping with her because he thought that she that those poems that she was this great poet that those poems are hers. talent he that-
0: talent right? Huh? Which, he's attracted to talent, which is nice. Yeah, right? Yeah.
2: that's what. he, he wasn't just me.
0: he wasn't just a creepy teacher. Um, who was, you know, preying on his student? Although this was, you know, an adult learning thing, so I don't, I don't think the rules are there are so clear there. But yeah. But um.
3: I don't think you but, should ever sleep with your students.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shelly, what was your favorite okay. scene?
3: So that that's really really hard for me to say. I because I. The movie was so like depressing and uncomfortable and and just infuriating to watch. But I think I do have to agree with Eric that when you finally see her as like a real human when she the moment that she tells him Jimmy if you want to call the police you have to you have to hang up and dial 911. When she says that, that's, I think, when she when comes she remember maybe why she became a teacher of small kids, why, you know, I, I realized what she did. Like, I kidnapped this child. He's terrified. Yeah. What am I doing? What is happening? And then she started to feel for him because um, and treat him again like a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, if I had to pick a favorite scene, I guess I would because I I don't I I just did. hated how depressing it was, and how it was her own fault that it was depressing. There's so many other choices that she could have made along the way that wouldn't have ended up this way.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. True.
0: I I guess to Fahad's point, uh, I didn't really want to see anything after this, except one thing. I kind of wanted to see the reaction of her family, because this must be a big shock, you know? Oh, mom's going to jail? For what? For kidnapping a kid? What?
3: (laughs) Did her husband ever find out that she was unfaithful to
0: him? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's upsetting. But I would have been with Gael Garcia Bernal too.
1: <laughs> but, but now now's the time to tell him that she cheated on him because all he's going to be focused on is the fact she just kidnapped a little boy. Yeah. <laughs> might as well
0: just get that out there
1: too, because that pales in comparison. That's true. It's very manipulative of you, Fahad.
4: <laughs> well, I guess he like she liked how passionate he was about things and she loved the attention from him. So about and well, she doesn't she her husband's boring.
3: Creative. <laughs> he like, is
4: boring. Yeah. yeah exactly he saw so something why there. do you
3: think that then she she admitted that it was jimmy like why do you all not think that she continued to have him write the poems or and she recorded them and you and you know he would have not found out no one would have found out if she she could have used the little boy's talent and written a book of her own
4: yeah true
0: and like, i guess she's still she's still a good person and still a teacher and part of her goal was was definitely to relive her own childhood or adolescence or whatever it was when she thought that she might have greater things ahead of her and she thought oh I can make it happen for this kid I can make people see and I can you know manipulate his father who doesn't support him and other people and we'll make it happen and but uh, you know, she did still like, uh, like we said, she wanted to be a part of it, right? She she wasn't willing to like uh, make come up with some solution with that she wouldn't be involved in, right? So clearly, there was some selfishness still. She, she did yeah. use the poems as her own in the beginning to impress mm-hmm. everybody in the class. Yeah, she called him like a friend. That that just was so bizarre to me. That moment right. when she calls him is like it was like he, he was a friend of hers. Like she. She felt like she had no one else to talk to but this five-year-old boy. Oh yeah! Oh my <laughs> gosh! It was I mean, okay. When she yeah. was
2: yeah. The, food, the cigarette, and something yeah. happened at the cookout. She got mad that mad at her children. <coughs> she went She stormed out and called the boy. <laughs> like whoa! Like,
3: um, saying, like Jimmy, answer were they me, smoking? please. Smoking? Were they smoking marijuana?
0: Yes. Her kids were smoking marijuana. Yeah. Yeah.
2: that was the part for me where i was like good boy you you you, you're calling it it, it, a five-year-old you're the my scene (laughs)
4: yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah, turning to a friend or something i I, I guess when i had a lot of adult friends i guess or something but yeah that was weird
0: do you guys think it's possible that she maybe (laughs) invented the kid's talent a little bit in her or inflated the kid's talent a little bit in her own head because five-year-olds, you know, young kids, they have a very surrealist view of things. Um, They talk to themselves. They, you know, their minds are just more malleable and and imaginative. Uh, And they make a point in the middle of the movie, actually, uh, when she goes into her teacher's office and he's reading out a poem and he says, oh, a computer wrote that. But you couldn't tell because it was just, it was the it was abstract and opaque enough that you could listen to it and sort of feel any way you wanted to about it, but a human being didn't write it. And yeah. I feel like you know, with the kid, you know, he had he was using language in a very interesting way, but that might be something that he can't do when he's older, he might not have that kind of mind.
4: Yeah, that makes sense. But really? she's
0: hanging a lot of hopes on him,
4: yeah.
0: And- <laughs>
2: he might have been repeating a book he had read a, a kid's book i was, I was thinking maybe that'll be revelation and he was just repeating lines he read in a kid's storybook i
0: expected that to happen or but what,
3: um, what his uncle didn't his uncle read poetry to him at night
0: yeah. yeah and his uncle even has a line where he says and sometimes we memorize certain passages and uh, she just glazed right over that
2: yeah exactly <laughs> That's possible, but
0: I, I do like that that very final scene with Jimmy where he's in the cop car and the cop closes the door and he says, I have a poem, but there's no one there to listen to him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah uh, for me. I guess you could still interpret it in either way, but for me, that said these really are his poems, and he's having a tough time today. So he's probably thinking of something really interesting and um right. and that it wasn't just a memorized thing.
4: Yeah.
1: That's
4: true. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's got talent.
1: So Eric, what is this protein bar like part of the theme of this
0: movie? Does
1: this have uh-huh. some kind of <laughs> a <mess> meaning?
0: <laughs> um, She wants more substance in her life. And ah. yeah, she feels everyone is a little too frivolous and in unserious. So, uh, you know, it's a very thick protein bar. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. And she okay.
4: <laughs> she <laughs> needs energy after she slept with her teacher.
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs> I
4: need the energy
1: to run from the cops <laughs> also sorry i just uh, to go back more on the creepiness there were other moments that were creepy like the fact that like it just felt weird with her and the boy alone in the hotel room him taking a shower then her taking a shower like it all was just very creepy yeah.
4: Yeah. oh and once you changed into clothes like, she didn't go back in the bathroom to change clothes. She did it in front of the child.
1: It was just all she kinds of, like... Dry.
4: Yeah,
0: there were yeah. there were several shots, like, when they were swimming in the lake or the shower sequence, like you said, where it felt like it was just too intimate. for Yeah. Two people. yeah. You know, she's not as... Yeah, a teacher
3: and a student, for sure.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, it, it could just be... And we'll get <laughs> to it when we get to the recast stuff, too. But it could just be because you know she's a female teacher it's a little boy student and maybe we wouldn't have felt the same way if it was like a little girl or you know maybe it would have had a different dy- I'm giving away too much for my recast but I'm just saying but it did feel creepy and maybe it would have still felt creepy but maybe a little less creepy I don't know not to say yeah. that teachers can't be lesbians but
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it draws an interesting parallel though because she you know it, it it's a very inappropriate relationship between her and her student, but then she has her own inappropriate relationship as the student with her um, poetry teacher. Right. And it's possible that like, you know, she was willing to do whatever or say whatever to get the to get the attention from her teacher. Jimmy's probably the same way. Like he, he just wants the teacher to be happy and proud of him. So he's going along with a lot of things that, how, how does she know that he is really comfortable with any of these situations? she's right. kind of forcing him into it a little bit
2: oh to, to back what you were saying there too um earlier scenes where she was taking him out to the bathroom into the theater area he was like uh, she's just telling all this stuff about how what your talent is your poetry you know, all this stuff and he was like can i go back, can I go back to nap now <laughs> yeah so, like know, a you know, he's yeah. he doesn't care oh boy you know he says he's poetry. yeah late. he's the tired night. But he was like you know he's a typical boy like why is my teacher doing this you know yeah. he probably he trusted her but at the same time i want to go back out and play with my friends i want to take my nap like leave me alone <laughs> at one point she took him into the into the room from recess and he's just kind of walking around and just like and it's
1: okay. like i want to be in recess
2: yeah
0: yeah, so that was yeah. Kinda,
4: let him be a child all right teacher i don't want to hang out with you
0: yeah it almost, it almost felt like she made up an excuse then too like i know he said like a bad word but the other boys Oh, well, I yeah. can't remember if the other boys did too, but you know, he right. said something he shouldn't have, but it felt like she was just waiting for a reason to take him out of that playground. So she used that yeah. as an excuse. I, I don't think I think normally she would have just reprimanded him and he would have kept playing, but she was like, No, you have to come inside with me now because you've, <laughs> you've
3: been yeah. he said ho. Or
1: yeah, four? that's
0: I think he just said ho because she repeated oh. it later. Okay,
1: see, I I couldn't tell what he said. I actually rewound it and I still couldn't figure out like. Exactly. Okay. So that makes sense. I didn't catch it when she said it later on. I'm sure he got it from his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Working Uh, in that club. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe that's why she was wearing the see through bra. She's trying to practice for working in that club. So she can (laughs) (laughs)
4: get
1: closer to the kid. Because it's only his employees that are the babysitters.
4: (laughs) (laughs) She wants to be a go go dancer.
1: (laughs) Also, like, you know, for her to show up at the uncle's work was inappropriate. Oh my God. Oh, you can yeah, so tell so how so uncomfortable bad. he was. Like, I yeah, I need gosh. to get back to my, my job. And she's like, <laughs> then she gives him a hug. And I'm just like, yeah, no yeah. boundaries. You yeah. have no boundaries. No boundaries <laughs> yeah. at all. Because I'm cold. like, you know what? If you're like at lunch with him and you're getting the hug, thank you. Okay, but you're in his place of work. Like his coworkers are all there. This strange woman that they probably don't know is now hugging him. And, you know, like rumors can start for <laughs> a poor guy. And it's like. What if he's married and all of a sudden this woman's there hugging him at work?
4: Yeah, Yeah. with her see through bra.
2: Yeah. I just think that the babysitter, maybe like they were seeing each other, the babysitter and the dad or something like that. Maybe that's why the marriage broke apart or something.
1: I I don't know. I probably saw
0: several of the babysitters. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he was a philanderer. Yeah. He's got good-looking women coming in that club all the time and he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to turn them
4: down. <laughs>
0: so, uh, you know the the teacher's assistant, her, uh her name was Maggie in the movie, I believe? Oh. I think or something.
3: Uh, and Maggie. you know she
0: was the uh, you know she was the inspiration for his poem about Anna? Yes, yeah. the actress's name actually is Anna. Oh. oh. Isn't that interesting? that is and uh did you also know uh this might mean something to one person on the call but maggie (laughs) gyllenhaal's middle name is ruth cool Ah. there can't be too many of those right (laughs) no not unless you're old i mean i mean under the age of yeah 80 (laughs) (laughs)
4: exactly well mine's after my name after my grandmother like my dad's mom which was named which was named ruth i think she would have been in her 90s by now so yeah it's definitely an old name
1: (laughs) yeah i remember still that episode of friends when they were trying to figure out names for rachel and And (laughs) ross is like how about ruth and she's like am i giving birth to an 80 year old (laughs) (laughs) i was like (laughs) oh and then they decided that ruth would be okay i think they let ruth be on the list again and they're like oh baby ruth (laughs) Then they're like, Ruth. Okay, no, baby. Baby Ruth. <laughs> baby Ruth. <laughs> baby. Ruth? One thing we can't call Ruth is Ruthie. no-no. Oh,
4: Ruth. Yeah, unless you're like, I don't know. It's like mainly I have to go with it if it's on my dad's side of the family, but I'm just kind of. <laughs> so, so guys, anybody,
0: is it
1: time? I was gonna say, did anybody have any other thoughts before we move on to the recast?
3: Um nope, I'm
0: ready for the recast. Ready? Recast. <laughs> right. Fahad, our daddy, gets to decide who goes first. Hey Poppy, come um, on. Why don't
1: we let Takia go first since it was her? That's her right. Week, That's and perfectly Takiyah, sensible. And then Takia. Um, I mean, I think the last time we went, the order we went in was F-A-R-T-S. <laughs> if i remember it correctly yeah.
0: But, um, yeah
1: yeah Is there a faster um, way to
0: say that uh, maybe 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 speaking it out
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway so um takia you can go okay. first and then you just take the next person to go they go and Takiya, you just pick each person to go in order okay. but you go first
2: s is uh maggie junhoff's character um Yay. lisa sminelli I thought of Carrie Mulligan. Because okay. uh, Yeah, because I liked how she played she I liked her direction she went with the um, promising young woman. how she played as the strong woman? You know, that she was um, sorry, I <laughs> suppose I heard how to talk since I was going at it. Um so yeah, that was my recast. I, I thought that she could she could play the uh you know, teach <laughs> obsessive person really well. So my I think it's Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, based on what I saw, I'm promising a woman. <laughs> yeah, I think um, she
0: would have pulled that off.
2: Yeah. Um, Eric, you're next to my cue list here. You go, for, you go next. <laughs>
0: okay. So I didn't really like her husband. I, I couldn't see any chemistry really between them. I, I kept wondering, like, are we going to get some flashbacks to when they were first together and her life was different? Because I'm not really feeling it. And that was probably the point because she's not really feeling it anymore. But uh, he's actually the guy that played uh, Piper's brother on Orange is the New Black. Did you recognize him?
1: Yeah, I looked it up because he looked familiar.
0: Yeah, but uh, I, I didn't enjoy that. So I was trying to think of somebody who I thought could have played it and just been a little more interesting or made more sense with Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I decided Zach Galifianakis. Oh, interesting. I think um, you know, he does a lot of comedy, but he can also be he's can be very serious and he could have just been a background guy. I think that seeing her with him would have made more sense that at some point they may have really been like super into each other in their lives. But now things are very different. And he, I, he also looks like to me, like he could have been maybe an academic himself when he was younger. I don't I don't remember if they t- tell us what the husband does in this movie. Um, but I, I mean, unless they didn't say, but yeah, I, I felt like, you know, maybe sh- they got together for a certain reason in the beginning, but then life and family got in the way and mm-hmm. not where they're at. So he would have made more sense for me.
2: Okay. Um, next on Bye. my cue list here, you guys are in the straight boxes across the page. <laughs> Kelly, you're next.
3: Okay. <laughs> Eric. I swear, you are my brother from another mother. <laughs> um, I also recast The Husband because I just thought he was the biggest doofus And <laughs> I did not pick Zach, uh, Zach Galifianakis. I picked Kevin James.
2: Okay. Um, I, was, I thinking was thinking about him.
3: And <laughs> I was, biggest yeah. dupus, And I just, that like made so much sense to me. But then... I thought of something else. We had talked about this earlier, but I thought of it while I was watching the movie What If if um the teacher if she was a male, like who who would what would that change everybody's feeling about it? Like would it have been even more creepy or would it have been less if the teacher was a male and the student was a male? But I couldn't think of a good um yes. Good male actor, and unless of course we pick her brother, Jake.
0: I Yeah. Jake Yeah. could Jake play the husband? That would be Maybe. Yeah. That would be
3: yeah. That would make it creepy on the
4: on a different level. But they're already family. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Ruth, you're next. Well, that made me think of something too. What if um, if the kid was a little girl? would it be more creepy if her teacher was if if his if well if the te- if the kid was a girl if her teacher between a male and a and a female i guess it would be creepier with the man but then it's so creepy with the lady too
1: well so what's your recast that's a hard question um, you want to think about it and i do mine.
4: yeah okay
0: yeah he's dying to do
1: it because <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> <laughs> i recast the kid by changing it to a little girl because <laughs> i thought that, that and i kind of gave it away a little bit earlier before we did recast because i wanted to see what the dynamic be as creepy and inappropriate feeling as it was with the movie if it was maggie gyllenhaal and a little girl Would the things that made us feel kind of weird feel just like oh it's kind of like a cute little friendship I know it's very sexist to say, but that's how our brains are wired. You know? uh-huh. So I always want every movie to have McKenna Grace in it. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know McKenna Grace, um, she was in the house on Haunted Hill. Um no wait, what is it called? House on Haunted. Haunted uh, Hill. Right? Gosh. No. Hill House. Hill House, Hill House. Hill House,
2: Haunting, Haunting of Hill House. Hill house.
1: <laughs> yeah, Hill House. McKenna Grace was little Theo, the one who wore the gloves.
2: Yes. And the one who
1: wore the gloves all the time. Oh, okay. McKenna yeah. Grace. And she always plays the young everybody. She was like Captain Marvel, the young Emma Swan. Um, She's the little boy's girlfriend in Fuller House. Um, she's in Handmaid's Tale. So she's like in everything, but a wonderful little actress. So I would like to have seen her at that age be the kid because I think she could pull it off. Um, Because it's hard to find a kid that can pull that kind of stuff off in a believable way. And this little boy, I thought, did a great job. But I think McKenna Grace could have. But I I wanted to see that dynamic between Maggie Gyllenhaal and a little girl. Because I think those creepy elements we all felt that might have deterred us a bit and made us hate Maggie Gyllenhaal's character a lot more at times, maybe it wouldn't have. Maybe it would have seemed endearing. Who knows? But that's
0: what I would like to see. Um, I haven't seen it, but McKenna Grace is in that movie, Gifted, with Chris Evans. Oh yeah, and she plays a prodigy in that, right? Or yeah, yeah, something she does, yeah, sure. Mathematician, like math prodigy or something, something like that.
1: Yeah. I too, as well. The, oh, Luigi. The no, she, no, no, no. she was in Um, Annabelle Comes Home.
2: Oh, that's the one. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. She played the the daughter of the Warrens. Wow. Gotcha. She's also in the new Ghostbusters. She's Egon's granddaughter. Oh my god! Ghostbusters. The I'm new so Ghostbusters. That's that. yeah. The new Ghostbusters. That's about to come out. She's Is Egon's it? daughter, granddaughter. Okay. okay. All
2: right. yeah. So yeah. Ruth. Ruth.
4: Do you have a Ruth? I was gonna make a joke and say Shirley Temple, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> animal
1: crackers
4: in my soup that's a beautiful poem then rabbits loop the loop oh my gosh i mean that's
1: fine like eric said earlier like if all else fails just find something funny and you did
4: i yes there was a lady i was gonna consider about um to be the teacher but she's been in some british tv shows that i've watched um Cause I'm, I like watching some of what, like the crime kind of ones or like detective stuff. And I can't think of what her name is, but she's been on a lot of stuff and she can come across as like kind of innocent and sweet, but she's like, but she's definitely plays roles where she's crazy. So it's kind of like how she can kind of, are you talking about Anna Friel? It could be her. I have she, to look her she's up. In Marcella,
0: which is a like Nordic noir crime drama. Um, but she's been a lot of other stuff she was on pushing daisies way back in the day but yeah she can she she has this kind of sweetness about her but she like on marcella she's psychotic um so yeah she i think she could have played that pretty well if that's who you're thinking of.
4: it might not be the same girl but it's i'm sure it's the same type of actress but i'd have to look her up but it's kind of like the same type of synopsis but um Yeah, some kind of like that, just kind of even more edgy, I guess you could say. (laughs) You know, might kind of turn out.
0: So you wanted her to go full mental ill, (laughs) mentally ill.
4: Well, I was just kind of—I mean, I don't want that for the child, but I would just (laughs) (laughs) be—but I would just be curious about how that would end up. I mean, it would definitely go for a—the movie would go for a different turn for sure. But (laughs) hey, Cam.
0: Cam, if you need to call the police, you have to dial nine one. <laughs> Lincoln, if you have to call the police, <laughs> T- please tell them Ruth does not have a weapon. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh me!
1: I think that so was all very good recasting.
0: Anything- <laughs> yeah.
3: What do you think happens to her? Like, does she go to jail? Does she flee? Plead- and she can never be a teacher again like what do you does she get divorced
1: yeah. i was trying to figure that out too i think it's the latter that you said shelly she probably finds some, some kind of a plea deal and just never is able to teach again um although i don't know kidnapping a kid i think she's, she's going to jail look. you guys yeah yeah
3: at <laughs> least <laughs> really, oh, she's not going to be a teacher again have his charges right if he yeah. says i
1: he better <laughs> but yeah i think everybody's uh recast for fun I always like to play with, like Shelly, you were thinking of with the teacher switching the gender, with me with the kids switching it, because I think that could really change the dynamic a lot of the movie and our perception of it, even if everything else stays the same. Um, oh
0: yeah. I guess in that in that scenario, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and McKenna Grace.
1: In one scenario, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, McKenna Grace. In another scenario, it's Maggie Gyllenhaal, McKenna Grace. In another scenario, it's Jake Gyllenhaal and the boy that was in this movie. Yeah. Beep and see how it all plays.
3: And three or however many different movies that would make everything yeah. different.
1: Although I don't know if I'd want to watch all the movies or if they're the exact no. same minus that, but <laughs> we'll divide and conquer.
0: Okay, so Takia, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up your week before we do ratings? Uh,
2: I... This is very... Um, was being a teacher, I could relate, relate with this movie, not late in terms of her obsession with her students, but just the fact that it was um but it was a professional, of a teacher picked for this particular well, which makes sense because she, her students. So um I, I, I like I like the movie. I, I um I like I like the direction it took. It went it went from how she went from um I guess what she thought was a normal thing to support her student, you know, just talent to all of a sudden, I'm going to some kind of yeah, you know, you know, boring obsession. So I like that whole thing behind it. And that's pretty much all I had to say about it. Um, yeah. I like Maggie Gyllenhaal's character. I like how she, how she acted in, in the in the role as well. And um, yeah, I like the scene with more what would happen in the end. Like someone mentioned earlier about the, I guess, the reaction of her family and whatnot. But um, I figured, too, that's split left, left to imagination because we all assume it pretty much what's would 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 have happened? So
0: it's not going to be good, right? <laughs>
2: no, no. <laughs> that's my thoughts then. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, being a being a teacher, you know teacher myself, I yeah, I definitely enjoyed this film.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, but yeah.
3: Everybody. I want to know if you all think that midlife crisis, crises like this, how <laughs> often do you think they really happen? Do you think it, it, that they're Exaggerated in movies and on TV. Um I mean, do you think that they are. This severe, often, I'm just curious what you all think and do any of you all think like. Have those feelings yourself.
0: And I guess so, you don't have to share. Well, subtract, subtract the kidnapping part. Okay. <laughs> and okay. yes, uh, it all makes sense. I probably wouldn't impose my problems on other people the way that she's doing, but, but yeah, I mean.
3: Yeah, I get the feelings, but I don't, I, I don't get the actions.
0: It's about, yeah. yeah, I think
1: everybody probably comes to some point in their life around that time where they wonder, is this where I want it to be? Is this what I imagined I'd be doing at this point? But yeah, I, I don't know how common it is that what you see in movies and in tv shows if that actually happens like you were saying like maybe it's the thoughts but the actions probably don't happen as much but i don't know maybe we should go ask car dealerships and find out how many car um convertibles are purchased at like what's your add <laughs> <laughs> you something what that's something
2: you wanted to do in life but like life took a different direction or did, 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 yeah, like. yeah i mean
1: i wanted to win the lottery <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I mean
0: my job is not a a career it's not uh, you know it's not what I plan to do but I had I think uh, the same sort of issue I was uh, I was a very creative kid but that there wasn't really a place for that where I was and it's not that I was discouraged but maybe not supported either and uh, I was definitely raised to believe like there are practical considerations that you should make and prioritize so you know, you just, you need to get a job and work and take care of yourself and uh, everything else is just being selfish or, or frivolous. Um, so, you know, part of me wishes I could go back and just say, I'm going to go to art school, actually, right out of high school. I don't care about what anyone else says. I don't care if I end up jobless at the end because there's, you can't find a job when you're an artist. You I chose
2: yeah. to be
0: practical. And yeah. so... Now I have to try to find free time to do things uh, like this that we're doing right now that are a little more creative and interesting.
2: Eric, I might be asking, you like to design a lot. Would would you have gone to something with designing or um, if you were in art school?
0: Oh, at the time it probably would have been um, drawing and then just escalate from there to <clears throat> pen work, painting, other stuff. Uh, you know, my goal was to ha- to write my own comics at one point. Oh, that's been great. Oh yeah. Somebody else want to share? Be <laughs> really briefly, You don't have to or just embarrass um, me by not saying anything.
3: <laughs> which I was not brave enough. My mom was in the Peace Corps um and she lived in India for 2 years and like she talks about that my entire childhood. She would always tell me stories and I wanted to do that, but I was not brave enough because you have to make two-year commitments. And Brilliant. so I'm looking at it at the end of college, but I wasn't brave enough to to leave for two years. And I kind of wish I would have, but then I also think that my life would be completely different if I had done that. Right. <laughs> I'm happy where I am now.
1: I'm okay where I'm at. Um, I don't know. I'm content, I guess, because it's afforded me. I, I mean, it's like Eric said, the practical side right like I chose the career and I'm content with where I am and I feel settled but obviously I would love to not be doing anything and you know (laughs) afford this life which is why I would love the lottery like that's my aspiration but I don't think that's a life crisis a lot of daydreaming that I do and late night dreaming that keeps me up from going to sleep dreaming that
0: I do but that's yeah not here or there so your dream you never took advantage of was to not work.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. To not <laughs> to achieve
0: anything. Me,
1: or to find that one thing that I could do that made me so much money that I could retire early. And, and then, then never do end, it again. And my <laughs> end goal is to just not
0: work. And have money. <laughs> so it's not a lack of achievement in your life that you regret. It's it's
1: wanting <laughs> to achieve nothing after achieving something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it. Yeah. I was going yeah. to yeah. artist. Side, so I'm kind of working on that now. It kind of mm-hmm. took a little bit of backseat since I had a I had a child, and um, yeah, I've been even trying to get my get, do my painting in between nap time and bedtime. My time bedtime comes, I'm tired. I just want to sit on the couch with Homer and watch the show, <laughs> or, or like nap time. I'm I'm doing laundry or so. Yeah, I, I I want I like to become a um yeah a a free as a freestyle free art, artist, my, a mixed media artist and sell my work in the shows. So I'm trying to do that now. I started some of it when I was, my last year, um, before I had cam, I got to part-time teaching. And then the, the days I wasn't working, I wasn't teaching, I was working on my art to sell. So it's taking a back seat, but I want to get back into it. So I'm trying to, I actually started back in today. So, yeah, as they say, everyone came up saying it's hard to do that when you have a kid. It, it is, yeah, because you're constant especially at a, having a toddler, he's, you know, needy. <laughs> yeah, so um, the most toddlers are, most little kids are. So it's something I definitely want to explore as I get older and he gets older, and that is dependent on me, I guess. You know, I want to continue with my craft and, and want to sell my work and-
0: um, but The the dream is still alive, that's- Yeah,
2: yeah that's it's still there, it's, it started back in today, yeah, so. <laughs> That's the website made for me, Eric. I'm still working. I'm still yeah putting stuff on
0: there now. So, <laughs> so again, thank yeah. you for that. What about you, Ruth? What's your big what was your big dream?
4: Um, I would say um well I love like history and art a lot. And um I really didn't want to go to grad school, but I also didn't have the money for it. But I thought it would have been really cool either to work in a museum or something like that. Um I'm very my favorite time period is like italian renaissance italian renaissance and a lot of the italian like well even like between greco-roman and all that kind of intertwined and kind of that i could have gotten a job in italy doing that stuff but i just i don't know i mean i guess i could always go back to school but i really didn't have the money for it and i guess my drive my hope for it was there but not always all my drive i guess you could say after i was done with school before i was like i'm not doing that anymore
0: If you if you found a a three year old that whose finger painting was really incredible, would you kidnap him for this? (laughs)
4: Uh, I have to go take take him to show um some what's his face, um Michelangelo's work at the Sistine Chapel. (laughs) Oh, in Italy, take him to Italy. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Like this is a grand, this is a grander scale you could really work with and. You know, I don't know how many years this is going to take with your finger paints, but I'm just
0: perspective,
4: <laughs> perspective, Jimmy, exactly. look up here, look how big this is. We have to get on a ladder so I can move your, move you up. And all he <laughs> wants is apple
2: juice and his ammo crackers.
4: That's like <laughs> all he wants. He just wants to take a nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all he wants. He's five. All right. So are we going to put in our scores?
0: In the chat. Yeah. In the chat. Don't hit enter
1: quite yet. Don't hit enter. Just type in the number. And this is zero to five and quarters are allowed. Okay.
3: You're welcome.
4: <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Is, and just, I guess, put your thumbs up when you put a number in. My thumb looks weird.
2: <laughs>
1: Does it look weird? It's no. bent backwards. Like that, but I think mine is too. So now I'm like all self-conscious. Um. Okay. So, in five, four. Oh, hit enter when I get to one. In five, four, three, two. Now one.
0: <laughs> Takiya had already put hers in, but
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're fine. Come on. I, I thought I pushed it. I, I don't know what happened here. Sorry.
0: Okay. Our accountant will tabulate. Oh yeah. Oh, um. <laughs> hold on.
1: <laughs> yeah, shelly if you can read them to me. Four.
0: Uh huh. Three. Three point uh-huh.
3: five. Three point five. Three point five.
1: Three point two five.
3: Three
1: point two five. Divided by how many of us are there? Five.
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: The total score is three point four five. Three point four five. Oh. So three point okay. five
3: so do we get to hear the next movie
4: yeah are you guys oh, so we'll turn
3: it over to
4: all right so i picked a foreign film and n- as long as y'all are cool with that and no it's not in spanish it's in french um it's called the intouchables um it's about a quadruple quadruple if i said it right yeah that, that, um um, yeah. so basically he's kind of not as unhappy spirits and stuff like that. And this guy, um, from the projects comes and he's basically just trying to, they needed it like someone, a caregiver to help take care of him. And he basically, um, goes in and just kind of needs someone to sign off that he's looking for a job and, um, he ends up getting it. And it's just how much more life he brings into him, into his life and how much more he feels like he has. Um, he gives some more like confidence and stuff like that. And um it says for some reason on Netflix untouchable, but yeah, but it is un- but it's untouchable. Yeah. Um in Maybe it's the French <laughs> Intouchable. Yeah, maybe. Is it, is yeah, the well, I never took French, but
1: um Yeah, and what's interesting is the name Omar Sai looked very familiar to me. So I looked it up and Eric, he was bishop in X-Men Days of Future Past.
0: He looked a little familiar too, I, and I, the name sounds familiar. So he was Bishop.
1: Wow. Yeah, and and he's also been. I think he was also in Jurassic World.
0: Oh, he was also in yeah Days of Future Past. Yeah. yeah the Ooh. the French the French uh, name is intouchable wow. Okay, well then I'm sure so, uh, you know I'm not a good French person. But... So really, also
3: language a movie film. called Untouchable about Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's why I was like. Oh, well, I hope it doesn't get all mixed up with the other one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of short and sweet. But is there anything else y'all think I need to elaborate on, or we'll just kind of just see how nope. nope. into it? Or... Our first foreign language film. is subtitled, right? Yes. Yay! Yeah, I'm. A, yeah, I. I need. A, I'm excited to watch it again. So I feel like it's really good.
3: Alrighty, sounds good.
4: Cool.
1: Thank you, Ruth.
4: You're
1: welcome. Well, I think that uh, wraps up our uh, this uh, installment of Fogies and Films. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for the great discussion. Uh, well, we will uh, be meeting again next Thursday. I don't think anybody has issues with that date, uh, so no. that'll give us one week to watch this movie, um, and we'll get back together and chat about it. Any,
4: okay. Anybody? What? Okay. 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 See you Good in a week, everyone. everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye. Office.